I got a good one with soup. Okay, all right. This one you'll love. This is Counterintelligence, stories about the world of delis and its cast of characters that make it up. Some of the stories of some of the characters that are near and dear to my heart make me laugh, and I gotta tell you, it does make life really, really interesting and never boring. For this episode, we've asked Ziggy to tell us a little more about the people he's had the pleasure to work with over the past three decades. As you can imagine, this is where it gets interesting. You know, in the deli business, you have a cast of characters. It just happens. And a lot of them, there are no angels. I remember in the celebrity deli, there was a guy named Hawk. He was rough, but he was a good guy. He was in the kitchen. It was the Milford Plaza Hotel. Everyone in the hotel would get a free breakfast. So we were paid regardless if someone showed up or they didn't show up. But most of the time, everyone showed up. So we would do 300 breakfasts in a basically 80-seat restaurant in a hour and a half to two-hour period. So that is a lot of people. We just switched over to a POS system. It was very complicated. You had to be a rocket scientist to understand it. Well, I never forget this guy, Hawk. The first day we start doing this, all these numbers come up. Right now, he's got 50 tickets and there is nothing cooking. He is getting frustrated. I I wanted to panic and I wanted to hide. He took all of these tickets, tore them up, and he says, fuck this. He says, this shit doesn't work. Just call me out the orders. And the horror on my face. I looked at my manager, Roberto. I said, what are we going to do? He says, just let him go. And we told all of the wait staff, and we had a full dining room and a line outside the store, just call in the orders. And you know what? This guy was amazing. He had the fryers working. He had the flat top working. He had the skillets working all by himself because it was that compact. That kitchen was so small. Your bathroom is probably larger than this kitchen. And you know what? He knocked out every single breakfast, did not make a mistake. I don't even know where he is today, because I got to tell you something, I would use him today at Kenny and Ziggy's. He would be fabulous. But um, I'll never forget that. That That was a crazy day. We had two guys. One worked for my family for 25 years, and the other worked for my family for 20 years, and it was Byron and Clyde. Byron was originally from Jamaica, and Clyde was from Alabama. And you talk about two opposite different people, but characters like you wouldn't believe. Clyde Turner was a fantastic cook, and my grandfather taught him a lot of stuff. He had my grandfather's palate, and um, he was a soft-spoken man. He was very, very nice. He was elegant. But this guy had a voice 
like you wouldn't believe. You would swear that like James Brown is in our kitchen or or uh, Little Richard. He had a, a unbelievable voice. So when he was cooking or peeling potatoes, he would sing like nobody's business. So back then, you know, we didn't have any radios or anything like really in the kitchen. So when you're, you know, peeling a thousand potatoes for potato kugel, it made it definitely very, very interesting. Okay, so let me tell you about Byron. Byron had a short fuse and a temper, and he would throw more people, waiters and waitresses, out of the kitchen, and they would have to come back and apologize to him left and right. I mean, the mouth on Byron. I don't know if I can say this, but he kept on calling everyone a bumba clot every five minutes. Ah, you bumba clot, you ras clot, everything you would be like this. He would go bananas. I mean, pots and pans and crash and bang and boom. Everything. It was just, just, just massive. But he always watched everything. He was as honest as they come. He never stole a thing in his life, which in some kitchens that can happen, but he watched everything and he was for the store. So we had a customer. His name was Gerald. He was a Holocaust survivor, but Kinahara, he could take your kishkis out like nobody's business, like those old, old timers. You know, we don't have those too much today, but he was tough, this guy. Every single time, he would complain, the soup is not hot enough, it is not haste, it is nishkit, not good. And we'd have to go, and we'd have to heat it up, and again, it still wouldn't be hot. This is nishkit, it's got to be haste, it's got to be haste, it's got to be haste. Well, Byron in the back, every single time, he lost his patience. He was pissed. He says, I'm going to fix that bumba clot. That's what he said. So this is what he did. He took the soup bowl. He put it underneath the broiler. And it was glowing. It was glowing like you thought it was something out of Lord of the Rings. I swear to God. It, it, you couldn't touch this. It was too caustic. And then he took the split pea soup. And he put it on a flame, and this thing was bubbling like a volcano. And he poured that soup. It was sizzling. It was boiling. And I rushed out to Gerald. And I thought, oh, my God, this guy's going to complain. He's going to burn his whole mouth. He's going to be in trouble. We're going to have to call an ambulance. But, you know, we gave it to him. He looked at it. He saw it was bubbling. He had a smile on his face. He grabbed the spoon and he went like this. He goes, now, that is soup. Counterintelligence was produced by Mike Svalin and me, Taylor Magenheim. The show was mixed by the talented Katie Best. Our theme song is L'Chaim by Kevin McLeod, and you can find it on incompetech.com. Special thanks to Ziggy Gruber and my mom, who works at the deli and helps set up these interviews. Also check out Deli Man, a documentary about the inspired operators that keep the great food and tradition of Jewish deli in America alive, featuring our favorite deli owner, Ziggy Gruber. You can get the film on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. And lastly, if you like this series, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating. It really helps others find this podcast as well. Thanks for listening. Next time on Counterintelligence.
He says, Max, how could you call me a thief? He goes, you know it, and I know it. You're a Ghanif. You're a lovable Ghanif, but you're a Ghanif. 